Want to be protected from opinions you don't like? Then you better go somewhere else, because this is not a safe space. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. A region and to some degree a nation once again dealing with the proverbial pressure cooker that comes with another death in a police-involved shooting, and it's in Minnesota again. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for spending part of your weekend with us here on American Viewpoints and activists and media and lawmakers all are already watching for the outcome of the murder trial of Derek Chauvin, accused of killing George Floyd, of course. Now in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, a police officer shoots Dante Wright when he was resisting arrest on an outstanding arrest warrant. Joined now by Billy Binion from uh, Reason Magazine, and he's got an article uh, that was just published on the Dante Wright uh, situation. And uh, Billy, you're you're not necessarily looking at Dante Wright as a person, but you were looking also at what you're referring to as over-criminalization and how many times police and, frankly, any citizen can come into contact adversarially with law enforcement just out on the roads. Sure. So one of the things I always kind of try to do when these cases come up is to look at the broad policy implications as opposed to making condemnations of the people involved. Um, That's especially relevant here as more information you know, right. keeps coming out. Everyone wants a Monday morning quarterback without all the facts. But, you know, we've seen more and more information come out about the Dante Wright shooting. It seems like he wasn't as sympathetic as we might have thought. Um, and, you know, it seems like this officer had, you know, a tragic accident mistaking her uh, gun for her taser. So instead of talking about really the people, I, you know, I like to talk about broad policy impacts, like I was saying. And and here, you know, I, I zeroed in on what I call over-criminalization um, Police, essentially every time you get in your car, you kind of waive your Fourth Amendment rights to police officers who have, you know, pretextual reasons to pull you over, you know, should they feel the need on a whim. Um, And I think it's important, you know, studying the effects of overcriminalization to reduce the amount of interactions between police officers and the public. Police officers do fill a vital role. I'm not an abolish the police kind of guy, but I think that it's important to talk about what they really should be focusing their time on, you know, murder rate, murder uh, clear rates and rape clear rates in police departments are very low, whereas they focus a lot of their time on things like traffic enforcement, uh, expired tags, you know, which is a government revenue raiser. Um, In Minnesota, it sounds like Dante Wright was also going to be cited for hanging his air fresheners in the wrong spot, which why armed agents of the state are concerning themselves with if you hang air fresheners or a rosary or a fuzzy dice from your rearview mirror is just totally beyond me. So I think that's something we can talk about the facts of the case aside. Right, because it will be really easy to say, well, wait a minute, Billy, who cares if they pulled him over for having air fresheners on his rearview mirror, which literally, as you point out in your article, that's apparently against the law in Minnesota. It's one of the strangest laws I've ever heard of in my life. They're saying right. it doesn't matter. That allowed them to catch up with a guy accused of a terrible, violent crime. So don't the ends justify the means a little bit? Sure. So I, I, I've definitely heard that argument. I think a few things to unpack here. Yes, he was accused of a, of a, an armed robbery. It sounds like that came out um, Tuesday evening, um, which, like I was saying, an important reminder not to Monday morning quarterback, uh, this because the shooting occurred on Sunday. Um, a few things. I think obviously that means he doesn't, he didn't, you know, deserve a death sentence. Um, we should probably talk about police training. I think we have a problem if a 26 year old, but a 26 year veteran rather of the force is mistaking um, a gun for a taser. That's a you know very serious mistake that cost someone his life. Um, and at the same time, these stupid laws, like we were just saying, they don't just impact 
I guess, unsympathetic people, they impact us all. You know, every time we get behind a car, the wheel of a car, you know, police, like I was saying, have the right to kind of pull you over for these really trivial reasons. Um, and I, I don't think it's worth their time a lot of the times. One of the things we hear a lot, Billy, is that if you're not doing anything wrong, you don't have anything to worry about, uh, just comply with the officers and you'll be on your way without a problem. What's the, I guess, what's the response to that? Because what a lot of people are saying is, hey, police have a tough job. They're trying to keep people safe. If they need to check somebody out, just let them do it. Stop being so hard on cops. So why does that matter to all of us that we remember the Fourth Amendment, that we remember that uh, encounters with police and traffic stops and things are by nature adversarial? Sure. So a, a couple of things there. I think one like the uh, the primary contingent of people saying that, you know, if you resist arrest and you die, then that's your fault. Um, a lot of those same people during COVID lockdowns this summer, when we were talking about a lot of the freedom impinging effects of lockdowns, um, some of these really broad restrictions that totally decimated businesses, were encouraging people to openly flout law and order uh, for the cause of freedom. I actually don't necessarily disagree. I mean, I live in California where we had some of the most ridiculous lockdowns on the planet, literally. Um, in November, we had a curfew again. So I, I understood where those people were coming from, but it just seems like the, the rage is always selective. Um, obviously resisting arrest, resisting someone who does carry a weapon is not a good idea. Uh, but we also should talk about, like I said, the policy implications of this idea that police can kind of just roll over your rights if they decide they want to stop you for a pretextual reason and get you on something else. I mean, it naturally increases these really, really contentious interactions with law enforcement that we've seen over and over again can sometimes turn deadly, even for people that don't resist. We're visiting with Billy Binion from Reason Magazine, and and all of that, I think, leads to the main point of why I wanted to talk to you is sometimes when we talk about our personal rights, we talk about order in society, we talk about public safety, we talk about all of these things. Sometimes those conversations have to include the toughest situations, and this situation that you wrote about with Dante Wright, I think, is one of those situations where anybody could have been pulled over for the reasons that the police gave in this case. In this situation, they happen to find somebody with an outstanding warrant. But again, let's go back to the implications on everybody else because, like you mentioned, this is not, as we originally thought, as sympathetic of a, of a victim as we thought it was going to be. But still, the, the broader picture could affect all of us. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I think it's important. You know, there, I, I wrote my piece about overcriminalization, and I got a lot of blowback from both sides. You know, I consider myself a libertarian, so I kind of expect that. But I had a lot of emails from people on the left saying I didn't focus enough about race. And this was obviously about race, because once again, it was a white cop and a black victim. Um, and then people on the right are kind of hitting at what you just said with, you know, this wouldn't have happened if he had just not resisted. Um, I understand both of those objections. I mean, I've written about how the criminal justice system has some systemic race issues. 
Um, I've also said in the past that like I just said with you, it's probably not a good idea to resist arrest, but I also don't think looking at these issues, these very complex issues in our criminal justice system solely through those two prisms will help us come to any long-term solutions. It's not just about race. It's not just about resisting arrest. There's a reason that law enforcement, trust between law enforcement and public is so low. There's a reason why we have to interact with law enforcement so often. I mean, armed agents of the state have a very legitimate purpose to serve. And I'm not convinced that their best, you know, the thing that they do best is pulling people over for something as trivial as an expired registration that you only have to turn in anyway so the government can make money off of you. And Billy, where can we find your writings, uh, social media, website? Where's the best way to get in touch with you? Sure. So I'm a writer for Reason Magazine, which is at reason.com. And then I'm on Twitter uh, as Billy Binion. Uh, my last name is B-I-N-I-O-N. Hey, Billy, really appreciate you uh, being on the program today, especially when you've got such a, a difficult and complex situation. The bottom line is I don't think anybody wants any more people shot and killed by police than are absolutely necessary in a violent conflict. And this is such a just tough emotional case when we're talking about such a broader picture like law enforcement reform and judicial reform. I definitely agree. All right, Billy, once again, thank you so much for the time. Thank you. Well, just ahead, a pause on using one of the COVID vaccines. Should that news affect your decision to get vaccinated or to not get vaccinated? We're talking about that right here on American Viewpoints.